the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Patriot is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Former Harvard Law professor Alan Dershowitz describes a hidden constitutional peril in the indictment against former President Trump. The 19 Project is now coming after all the lawyers uh, who defended Trump and is trying to get them disciplined and disbarred, including me. So uh, we have not only our First Amendment is in danger, but our Sixth Amendment right to counsel is in danger as well. Dershowitz spoke with the Salem News Channel, Oregon ending a decades-long ban on self-serve gasoline. For the first time in 72 years, motorists across the Beaver State can grab a nozzle and let the gas flow. Democrat Governor Tina Kotek signed the bill Friday, allowing people across the state to choose between having an attendant pump gas or doing it themselves. Then as correspondent Ron DeRockstra on Wall Street, a slow end of the week with the Dow down to 150 points on Friday. This is SRN News. Eric Metaxas explains the process with this latest book. I've never, never, ever, ever felt God calling me to write a book. Now, to some people, that sounds loony. I, I you know, I, I don't know what to tell you, but it does feel to me, I had never felt that feeling before that I've got to write this in hmm. obedience to God because this is happening now and I need to write this and I need to reach the Christians and the Christian leaders that are capable of being reached. The Eric Metaxas Show, overnights at 3 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Save 50% or more on great products and services right here in the metro area with the Patriot Half-Off Deals program. Just visit am1280thepatriot.com and click the Half-Off Deals icon. That's the Patriot Half-Off Deals program at am1280thepatriot.com. Today's high, mid-80s, mostly sunny skies for the afternoon. Tonight's low, 67 cloudy skies. Expect some rain throughout your late evening hours. Sunday, more of the same rain throughout the day, high in the mid-70s. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. I'm Mitch Berg. My blog is shotinthedark.info, heading for its 22nd year? In the middle of 22 years of dominating everything I care about in the information space. And, of course, this show, in its 20th year right now, heading rapidly, actually just barely away from heading into the second half of our 20th year on the air. Yes, there is going to be – well, let's just fish or cut bait here. We're going to have a, a party that combines our 10th and 20th anniversary parties here in about six months or so. Just stay tuned for details on that. 
as soon as I have details. By the way, speaking of parties, we've got some great ones coming up here. We'll catch you up on those uh, as the day goes by here during the show. By the way, I am Mitch Berg. I'm the closer edition, no, headliner, headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I was having kind of an alpha and omega moment. I am the headliner and the closer. No, that's too grand delicate. We have we have a closer. That's Brad Carlson tomorrow from 1 to 3 every Sunday here on AM 12A The Patriot. And, of course, in between, the new guy, Jack Tomzak, every Saturday from 3 to 5. He'll be joining us right after I get off the air here in a little bit. Quite a show coming up here today. Of course, we're going to be talking at the bottom of the hour with uh, former senator, current Minnesota Republican Party chair, Dave Han, will be joining us. And uh, second hour, we're going to be talking with uh, a couple of my favorite Republican legislators from the Northwest uh, Burbs, Senator Eric Lucero, Representative Walter Hudson, people who are walking, talking proof that Berg's eighth law is ironclad and irrevocable. We'll talk about that, perhaps, among many much more consequential things. Uh, These are two of the guys who are taking the most flack from the so-called DFL communications office. So you know they're over the target. By the way, just in the interest of truth in advertising or ethics, uh, communications, the term communications, semantically, ethically, traditionally, linguistically, means two-way communications. To communicate, there has to be something going back and forth. Now, the DFL doesn't communicate. They intone things for people to consume. And they essentially either tell people to shut up or effectively shut them up. I mean, you you can never get a DFL politician to respond to a phone call or an email, much less a social media communication of any kind. So my question, and it's a rhetorical question, but it's it's still uh, an important one, is should they still be called communications people? It, It should the DFL actually change the title of its communication office to its social media office or perhaps its office of selfie coordinators or something more, I don't know, factual and honest. I'm just putting it out there. I'm I'm just asking the questions, as they say, the questions that need to be asked. Uh, so this brings up, by the way, uh, in addition to uh, talking with Chairman Han and uh, Eric Lucero, Senator Lucero, Representative Hudson, I'll be talking about It'd probably be a little simplistic to call it my review of the Barbie movie, but it's close. And and what I'm going to do actually is Representative Jamie Long, a DFL representative. I think he's one of the DFL leadership in the House. Uh, and and he's, he had a tweet this past week that has some interesting parallels with the Barbie movie. And by the Barbie movie, I don't mean just that that he's like a walking, talking Ken doll in terms of overall effect on the world. No, no, Representative Long uh, actually said something this past week, and, and probably much more than this past week. I mean, Representative Long is, is nothing if not predictable. But he said something in particular regarding the exodus of young people from Minnesota, which is becoming a bit of an epidemic of its own. In its own right, he said something that is right in line with the message behind the message of the Barbie movie. What the heck is Mitch talking about, you might ask yourself? Well, I will answer that, but in the last couple segments of the show, you won't be disappointed. Or 
you might be disappointed, but it's a big world. There's a lot of talk shows out there, and Tom Zak will be up. Uh, by the way, Tom Zak was the guy who recommended I go see the movie. Kudos to the new guy. He nailed it. And by the way, while I consider Ben Shapiro a brilliant person and a great talk show host, albeit perhaps one of the worst voices in radio, he was wrong about the Barbie movie. And if you disagree, we can certainly talk about that in the uh, tail end of the second hour here. Now, when we're talking about the exodus of young people, there was a study that came out this past week that the Star Tribune and uh, other news outlets talked about that showed that that college kids are disproportionately leaving the state of Minnesota right now. And there was some other research before that that showed that when they leave, when they graduate, they're staying out. And that, that Minnesota kids who graduate, the young men and young women who graduate at age 21, 22 from Minnesota State Colleges and Universities, public and private, uh, even if they do stay here for college, they do tend disproportionately to be leaving the state. And we'll talk about Representative Long's prescription for that and, and how it crosses over with the message behind the message of the Barbie movie later on. But it brought up something near and dear to my personal heart, and that is I, I moved to Minnesota when I got out of college. I had the whole world in front of me when I was uh, when I was 22 years old, and I graduated in 1985, which is what 17 years ago. I graduated. I had, in theory, the option to move anywhere in the world, do anything I wanted to do, and in fact, I had the imperative to move someplace and do something because let's be honest, in rural North Dakota, in 1985, if you had a BA in English, your options were pretty much. And you had, by the way, not gotten your education certificate, which I had not. I, I Your options were to work at a gas station, uh, get a job with the state or the county or the city doing some sort of paper pushing, or try to find some, you know, sell shoes. Those were the, 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 if you could find a shoe store that was hiring. Those were the options back then. I had, and, and by the way, the, none of those were on my top three career choices. I, let's be honest, I wanted to be a musician. I, I wanted to find something to pay the bills while I was trying to become a rock star. But I wanted to take my shot while I had the chance at being something in the music industry. Yes, a rock star would have been fun, but I, I knew I had a good face for being a producer and a songwriter. Uh, let's be honest. So I took my shot at it. But when I was 22, and about this time, 17 years ago, in the summer of 1985, I was thinking, where is it that I should go? And, I, and obviously, the big places to go if you want to be a musician are New York or Los Angeles. And of course, my options there would be, okay, get a job working in a video store or a gas station and starve, or go to a place like Minneapolis, which had a great music scene and was very affordable. A college kid without a degree in engineering or computer programming or nursing could afford on a typical, not necessarily well-paying job, which is pretty normal for people just out of college, to live and to eat and to rent all three at the same time. It wasn't a matter of picking your favorite two out of those three. You could pick all three and maybe not eat well and live high, large, 
Got to be careful saying live high over this last week in Minnesota. Uh, but you could you could do that. And that's not true these days. We'll talk about that uh, later on here. But the one thing I do remember from back then, really back in the in the mid-80s, even before I moved to Minneapolis, even before cro- moving to Minneapolis had crossed my mind, there was this general sense that Minnesota had this bizarre inferiority complex, that it desperately wanted to be New York. In fact, a rather wise person that I, that I went to college with at the time spelled it out for me at the time. Minneapolis wants to be New York. Fargo wants to be Minneapolis. Jamestown wants to be Fargo. Everyone is just a little bit insecure about where, and by everyone, I mean the towns we lived in or aspired to move to, were all floating these inferiority complexes about what they really wanted to be. And that was made very much manifest right about the time I moved to the Twin Cities, because right about the time I moved to Minneapolis, the city of Minneapolis adopted what would be its motto, its slogan, its marketing hook for probably the next five or six years. It christened itself the Mini-Apple, as in, like New York, but fun size. New York's the Big Apple. We're the Mini-Apple. Start spreading the news. Yeah, we're leaving today. It was like that. It was this sort of pathetic insecurity. It's like Minneapolis has lots to be proud of, had lots to be proud of even back then, 17 years ago. And yet, the people who were marketing Minneapolis just couldn't get into the idea that they had their own value and their own worth. And the rest of the country knew it. We had the best music scene in the world at the time for about five years there, one of the best anyway, which is why I moved here. And... Even in 1986, I was producing a talk show at, a, at the former Evil Talk Empire, which is now an inconsequential sports station, AM 1500. And Fedor Magazine, which Fedor Travel Guide used to be the big book you would buy to find places to go when you went on the road someplace. And one of the writers for Fedor's wrote this article, and I booked him on a talk show, talking about how the Twin Cities were the Athens of the 20th century, which is, by the way, high compliment. We're talking classical Athens, not like the dirty little hot little Mediterranean city with the corrupt government today. This was high praise. So there was no reason for Minneapolis to be this groaningly, mawkishly insecure, and yet it was. And the Minneapolis remained the city's slogan for another five or six years until, until Murderapolis took over, which is not an official slogan, but let's be honest, it was what the Twin Cities were known for for quite some time. And then, and then they picked another slogan. I don't know what it was, like less, less awful than Omaha. Maybe I don't know. North of Des Moines, maybe. I don't know. I don't remember slogans because I had moved to St. Paul by this point, a city that really doesn't even bother with slogans because, let's be honest, St. Paul isn't that insecure. But lest you thought that Minneapolis has grown beyond any of that, oh, oh, no. We'll talk about that when we come back. Uh, By the way, you can join me at 651-289-4488. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, the page. You can also join me on the hashtag Narn Show on Twitter, Gab, MeWe, Getter, but not Parlor, and oh, good God, no, not Mastodon. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. And touch the flame. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, 
or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. Happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. I feel so tense and worried all the time. Is this anxiety? Mental Health Minnesota is here to help seven days a week with resources, peer support, online screenings, connections to treatment and crisis services. It's anonymous, confidential, and free of charge. Whether you're living with a mental health condition, are concerned about someone you love, or could use some support, Mental Health Minnesota is here for you. MentalHealthMN.org. Sponsored by Mental Health Minnesota, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. Hey, where are you going with all those towels? It's pouring out there, so the basement's going to get wet again. Mom, Dad, we need the bucket. Don't you remember that we had standard water control stop by last season? Our basement's been dry ever since. Yep, best money we've ever spent. I'm really glad we called them. Standard Water Control is your basement solution company, specializing in basement waterproofing, foundation repair, egress windows, and radon mitigation. Visit standardwater.com today. Standardwater.com. For over a century, AM radio has evolved to meet the needs of our community. More than 80 million listeners depend on AM radio each month. It's also the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping us safe in dangerous times. A new bill in Congress would ensure this free, reliable service remains in cars. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress to support the AM radio for every vehicle act. Message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to four messages a month, and you may text stop to stop. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. There's only one option in the Twin Cities to get multiple competitive bids on siding, roofing, or windows without a parade of long-winded, high-pressure salespeople. Set up a free appointment with me today at GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, I tried to tell you, you could get your tickets to Cigar Night with Dennis Prager coming up on August 23rd, but you didn't listen, unless you listened to me. But if you didn't listen to me, well, you're out of luck. Start spreading the news. Anyway, big thanks to Pro-Life Across America. I'm leaving today. And our friends at Out of the Box Financial. I want to be They are bringing you the evening. We're very much looking forward to a night of rewarding conversation. And let's not forget the Stogies from Founders. We'll see you on Wednesday, the 23rd of August at Mendicota Country Club here, uh, not far away from here in Mendota Heights. It's going to be a fun, fun event. And if you didn't get a ticket, if you didn't get in on this when you had the chance, I'm sorry. We're going to drive you crazy talking about it. We just will. This is going to be one of the... The big events of the year here. 
uh, along with, well, that's, I guess our 20th anniversary party is next year. So you can still get in on that when we actually have it. So we're talking about Minnesota, especially Minneapolis's crippling insecurity. And let's be honest. I mean, it's hard to pick the most horrific personality tick this state has developed in recent years. I mean, obviously, this last session uh, essentially did to Minnesota's face what Heath Ledger did to the Joker's face in uh, in one of those Batman movies where he's smearing lipstick and goo all over his face, whatever it was he did. Uh, I mean, Minnesota right now, the face of Minnesota is basically that of the convict who got out of jail with a bunch of face tattoos done with pen and stick pins in the joint. Uh, We've developed some horrible, horrible things over this last couple of years, especially this past year. But one that's been a groaner since I, before I even thought about moving to the Twin Cities. Again, this is in the mid, early 80s, 20 years ago is this crippling insecurity, this inferiority complex that the state has always had. Again, we talked about how it was manifested in the 80s when when Minneapolis adopted the marketing hook, the Mini-Apple. And it continues every time the local media finds just the dumbest, most absurd possible local angle to every single story. I mean, (coughs) a probe lands on, on Mars... And there will be a, a, a story from the local news about about the woman who in Minatrista, who's the mother of the engineer who designed the landing the landing parachute. I mean, that's what it comes down to with a lot of these local angles. You've got to find something that ties Minnesota to a larger world, which may have made sense when Minnesota was a backwater state up until probably through the 1930s into the 1940s, maybe maybe the 1950s, arguably until Time Magazine had their good life in Minnesota, which kind of brought us into the first world among states here in the Union. But this is a throwback to when Minnesota really was a backwater, not very wealthy, not very well-off state. But we still do it. And by we, I mean our media and the people who drive what the media decides to cover. And we saw this this past Tuesday. Maybe the most pathetic example of crippling insecurity of all, of all that I have ever seen in all my 17-plus years in the Twin Cities. This was, I mean, I'm going to read off the Fox 9 story, but this this made headlines on all the TV stations, the Star Tribune. I don't know if it made it onto NPR. And if not, kudos to NPR. But this made it on the 5, the 9, the 11, the 4, the Strib. I think the Pioneer Press, although let's be honest, I haven't read them for other than situational reasons and the occasional uh, story by Fred Mello in years and years and years. I'm sorry to say, I'd love to support my hometown newspaper, but it does not support me. So anyway, this was the story that sucked up the air from the room in the Twin Cities early this past week, quoting The Nine. And I quote, Lady Gaga dined at Cafe and Bar Lurkat in Minneapolis Sunday night, according to a tweet from the restaurant. The tweet on Monday said, I guess it was Monday, but the story came out Tuesday, when an iconic restaurant hosts an icon, 
Last night, we were delighted to have Lady Gaga join us for dinner. On behalf of our staff, we thank Lady Gaga. And, I don't know, presumably Lord Gaga? I don't know. Anyway, one of the most beloved and influential singers, songwriters, and performance actors ever for choosing our Minneapolis restaurant. Now, I don't blame the Lurkat for, 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 for publicizing. This is the sort of stuff that restaurants have to publicize. they got to do something to set themselves apart. And when you're the Lurkat in some of the most expensive real estate in town, Don off of Loring Park, you definitely need to do something to stand out from the crowd. And let's be honest, there is still a crowd of restaurants in that part of the Twin Cities. COVID didn't kill, or should say, the Minnesota Department of Health didn't kill off everything, and, and that area is still a hot spot of lifestyle uh, options like expensive dining out. Kudos to Lurkat. Go forth with God or goddess or whatever you follow to, to, to publicize yourself. The fact that every single major media outlet except arguably NPR and maybe the Pioneer Press, but who cares, covered this story as if this was major breaking news is enough to make anyone sit up and go, What? how inferior do you really feel? How insecure are you that you have to look out at the world to go through your major news outlets, or if you are a major news outlet, you have to take your prime real estate on the air, your prime time, your, 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 your prime air time, say, hey, look, look, famous people eat here. Famous people spend time here. We're not just a flyover anymore. Do you have this in Des Moines or Fargo? No. How about this, Madison? Well, I don't know, probably do in Madison. But the point is, how insecure do you have to be to say, hey, we have famous people at our restaurants. We must be worthwhile. I mean, if this was a person talking like this, hey, somebody loves me. I'm not completely devoid of value in this world. I am validated. You would think, whoa, get yourself to a therapist. Hie thee to a shrink and and un, unscramble that brain of yours. If a person had that low of an opinion of themselves where they say, Lady Gaga shook my hand and suddenly I am valid and have value in the world. You would at best tell them to seek help and at worst just sit there and think, well, at midst, think, oh, that is a person who needs some some self-respect therapy. And at worst, probably mock and taunt them for being an insecure, what's the term the kids use these days? Loser. An insecure loser. Minneapolis, for all of its problems of the last decade, especially the problems of the last five years, it was never a loser. It always had this horrible self-image problem. And as we've seen, the events of the last few years haven't made it any worse. Speaking of things that we should be insecure about, the DFL has had a bit of a scandal problem lately. Uh, You'd never know it from the local media for the most part. I mean, they did their darndest to cover it up during the last election. But you have a lot of DFL-run constituencies, parts of the nonprofit industrial complex, who have been making a bit of a living, actually a very good living, pilfering taxpayer money, 
and giving it to themselves. Living large on your dime. The media buried the story just enough to make sure it could not possibly be an issue in this last election. But not quite well enough. Almost. It almost cost them. Patrick Kulikan in the, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> J. Patrick Kulikan in the Minnesota Reformer, which is uh, a leftist propaganda rag, although not the worst one, uh, wrote this past week, the reformers Dino Winter reports this week that about half the people indicted in the Feeding Our Future scandal have ties to nonprofit groups that had other state contracts. As up to tens of millions of dollars in contracts granted to the nonprofits to provide services like child care, adult daycare, and other services for people with disabilities. And, and by the way, Kulikin went on to say, essentially, Republicans love themselves some fraud because it gives them something to beat the Democrats over the head with. So they love the fraud. Now, let's call this what it is. This is the political equivalent of saying, oh, you should not have worn that skirt. I mean, you you did get attacked uh, as you left the bar. But to be fair, you were wearing you were wearing a skirt. This is akin to blaming Republicans, to, to saying Republicans are pouncing when they catch the Democrats with their fingers in the cookie jar or hiding the laptops or or juking media coverage or do I need to go on all the things that Democrats do wrong? Here's Kulikin's quote. Then there's the politics. Don't let their crocodile tears of rage fool you. Republicans love fraud and government waste. It gives them a powerful talking point for their ultimate goal, dismantling the social safety net. Okay, leaving the gaslighting aside, which you can only do so much with any Democrat. What this is, is just another flavor of, look at the Republicans pouncing. I'll give you a hint. And by the way, when your Democrat friends come up to you with the virtual or literal water cooler that's coming, we say, hey, you people really love the fraud. The response is, wait, the Democrats give us something to beat them over the head with and blame us for beating them over the head. If the Democratic Party and the Twin Cities media were a spouse they would be in jail for spousal abuse for this sort of, quote, logic, end quote. Uh, Dave Hand, chairman of the Minnesota GOP, comes up uh, next to talk about what we can do about it, what we have to do about this. Go nowhere. Decisions, decisions, decisions. Retirement is full of them. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. The guys will be talking about some of the decisions that retirees make that they come to regret later. Whether financial, non-financial, or lifestyle decisions, make them wisely because the stakes are high. Alan Mike have solutions and strategies for you. Make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, noon Saturday on AM 1280 The Patriot, or you can call them now at 855-231-6010. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. 
almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only nineteen ninety-five. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. For women facing unplanned pregnancies, Robbinsdale Women's Center is the best first step in getting information, resources, and the support they need to make an informed choice. I'm talking with Bruce, a longtime supporter of RWC. Bruce, why do you and your wife continue to give? We love and appreciate what RWC offers women. Empowerment when they feel most vulnerable. Unlike some clinics that offer only one choice, RWC provides accurate information on all options so women can make the best choice. Our investments are fruitful and saving lives. Each week, an average of five women who are initially at risk will instead choose life. RWC is debt-free, receives no government funding, it's 100% donor-funded, and needs our help to reach even more women with life-affirming care and support. How can listeners help support the life-affirming work at Robbinsdale Women's Center? Go to rwcinfo.org to help more women have the opportunity and support to choose life. Donate today at rwcinfo.org. Chances are she's listening to you right now. But Alexa has a lot of competition. Google Nest or Amazon Echo are two of the best. All you have to do is turn it on and tell it to listen to what you want. This radio station, of course. When she hears our name, we start playing. Remember, it's as simple as this. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. That's play the Patriot Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. We are AM 1280, the Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, you hear us on the air, you listen to our podcast, read our blogs, see them on snc.t. Okay, that's not me. And uh, chat with them at our events. But what if you get to spend some quality time with one of your favorite Salem radio hosts? The winner of this year's Terrific Talkers VIP experience gets airfare and hotel stay at two of the, uh, for two at your favorite Salem hosts uh, city. You'll uh, get to meet the host of your choosing and get to sit on their program, maybe even get on the air. I mean, some of us are cool with that. We'll also give you 500 bucks to cover some of your fun sightseeing and dinner reservations. You can enter every day at am12athepatriot.com. You can choose between Prager, Gallagher, Hewitt, Tatum, Kirk, Metaxas, Gorka, Jenna Ellis, Carl Jackson, Andrew Wilco, or Doug Collins, not me or Jack or Brad. Maybe next time. If I've learned anything, it's that if you say it enough times, it'll happen. 651-289-4488, the number to call should you care to join us. You can also join us at hashtag NarnShow at Twitter, Gab, Parlor, MeWe, and Getter. Not Parlor. Parlor's dead. All the rest of them still good to go, and there will never be a Narn account on Mastodon. At any rate, uh, it's election season. I mean, technically no, but election season started at 8 a.m. the morning after the election, and so... It's always a great time to talk with the chair of the Minnesota Republican Party, uh, Dave Hand. Uh, of course, I'm just getting over the habit of calling you Senator Hand here. <laughs> Chairman Hand, welcome back to the show. Oh, it's good to be with you. Thanks for having me, and uh, always great to be on your program and talk to your listeners. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. And of course, we'll, we'll talk about some of the, the feedback from some of the listeners. It's been, a, a, it's, been a, it's been an interesting, in the classic Scandinavian sense, couple of years uh, for the Minnesota Republican Party. 
But there is some new news to report here. Sure. And let's let's uh, and by the way, MNGOP.com is the place to go to donate. We'll talk about the money situation a little bit here because let's be honest, money does grease the skids of all politics, and we got outspent fourteen to one in the last election here. That cannot be sustained. But let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the changes that are happening at the Minnesota well, GOP. Yeah, we've been uh, uh, going through a lot of changes. Obviously, we when I took, became the chairman back in two thousand twenty one, uh, I talked to people and said, this is going to be a five-year project to get us in a position where we can win a statewide election. Mm-hmm. Now, last year, we actually, uh, surprisingly, did a little bit better than what I thought from the standpoint that we had good candidates, we had good campaigns, we did uh, retain uh, Congressional District 1, and we came within a whisker of winning a couple of the congressional or the uh, uh, constitutional offices. So yeah. it, it it was not the, the result that we wanted, but it was... Uh, uh, a lot, there's a lot to be hopeful in those numbers. But the point is that we, we as a party, we have got to change. We've got to do some things to get better. And one of the things we're doing is trying to build a strong organization. And recently we have uh, announced that we are uh, bringing on a new executive director. We had Mike Lonergan for a while who came to us from Kentucky. And he went back east with his uh, lovely wife. And and uh, Anna Matthews is the new ED for the party. And, and we're just wonderful, great to have her and just uh, pleased that she's agreed to join and uh, we are hitting the ground running. Anna comes to us from Team Emmer, as I recall? Correct, yeah. She's been working with the Emmer campaign, Emmer committee, for a while. But uh, last year she was the campaign director for a targeted uh, uh, congressional race down in Kansas. She was campaign okay. manager. So she has had great experience uh, in politics, great experience uh, on the ground, and she's going to do a great job for MNGOP. When you say she's going to do a great job, what significance does the executive director have in the party? We've been hearing a lot about chairs over the last right. couple of years. I mean, it's been a fairly prominent issue in discussing right. the GOP over the last few years. But, and by the way, much less so since you took over, for which I thank you. But <laughs> what <laughs> is the executive, what's the significance of, of the executive director? Well, we, do, we don't have a huge staff. Right. Uh, we've got... Uh, or five, I guess now five full-time employees, so we don't have a huge staff. And and so all the people on staff uh, do whatever needs to be done, frankly. And with Anna coming on board, one of the things that we really want to do is have a stronger presence out among our party units. We've got 118, I believe, 120 uh, party units around the state. Uh, all these organizations are a part of MNGOP. Um, and we want to make sure that those organizations are focused and have the tools they need to be successful. And so what Anna's job primarily is going to be is is sort of an ambassador for MNGOP to our party units and help to get them prepared to have a great uh, election season uh, next year. And, and I look forward to talking with Anna sometime when we, when we have the time to do that. But when you're welcoming a new executive director for the party, I mean, what do you yeah, I mean, there, there's got to be an agenda. What is her uh, first hundred days worth of agenda looking like in, in in doing the mission with the party these days. Well, you're right. There, there's a there's a ton of things to do. Uh, initially, what we're doing in the next two weeks, uh, starting uh, uh, next Tuesday, actually, we, uh, is uh, uh, we're going to be doing a, kind of a tour around the state. We've got about ten stops that we're going to be at in the evening: uh, Stillwater, uh, Bemidji, Duluth, uh, Albert Lee, Marshall, Fergus Falls. Okay. Uh, ten different stops, and we're going to be meeting with local. Uh, party leaders, and um, I'll be uh, available before those meetings, those formal meetings, and they're not really formal, they're informal, but we, we have a, a set meeting time. But before that, we'll, uh, we're hoping to be able to talk to people uh, 
uh, who just want to have conversation or, or ask uh, particular questions. And we're also going to be uh, contacting donors who live in the parts of the state where we'll be nearby and uh, try to raise a little money as well. So the first couple of weeks is going to be getting out, uh, talking to people, making sure that people have a chance, if they don't know Anna, that they have a chance to meet her and uh, begin the work of trying to uh, connect with our party units and and help them get stronger. So speaking as someone who has been uh, an activist at the at the local level for about 15 years now and in in, in the Senate District 65 most recently, which, yes, condolences accepted in advance here. It's 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 a hard not hard not hard not like a hard knock life in the fourth CD. And then not much way around that for right now. But the two things I'm most sick of hearing about as a Republican activist and someone who's going to vote Republican pretty much no matter what, because what, DFL? Pfft, come on. But the two things I'm most hearing about is people arguing about who's got the lists and why they can't get lists. What? Right. what can, can we do something about that? And the money problems. Now, right. we, you were there. I was there uh, years ago. We're going back to 2011 now, 2010, I think, yeah, actually. Long time. After the 2010 election, we, the party wound up $2 million in debt. Every chair since then has taken it upon themselves as their main mission to get out of this debt, and yet we're still there. What is the way out of that particular quagmire, Chairman Han? Well, I think, first of all, uh, the debt that was uh, that sort of uh, legacy debt that came from that, that has been retired. Okay. But um, uh, every year, especially during a campaign year, there are cost expenses that you uh, uh, need to account for. And, and uh, it's not unusual to find yourself in a position where you go into a a year, especially a year where you had high expectations of doing better and, and uh, those expectations weren't met, that sometimes you have obligations that you still are residual from that from that previous election. And we do have some of those. Uh, we also had some unexpected uh, uh, expenses, frankly. Uh, uh, we got hit with a couple of uh, FEC fines from election activity violations that were the that took place back in the 2020 and the 2018 election cycle, and there's a whole legal process that goes on. They, they had been going on for obviously a couple, three years, and initially last year we were told that those things were just going to result in, in requiring the party to make sure that they didn't do the things that led to the problems in the first place, which, of course, we have fixed. But right. Uh, for whatever reason, after the election, uh, they changed their mind and they levied $100,000 fines on the state party. So those are things that are unexpected, unanticipated. Those things are unfortunate, but uh, we have to deal with them. Uh, and uh, so th- that, that's that's the normal part of the process. But here, here's the thing that people need to understand. We have a very strong base of support. Uh, we have one of the best direct mail fundraising uh, campaigns, if you will, in the entire country, according to the RNC, when we've met with them. Uh, we have a very, very strong and very uh, dedicated base of donors, uh, and it's year in, year out. We raise well over a million dollars every year from our, our direct mail donor base, and th- those funds are are sufficient to cover all the overhead costs, including the obligations that we have. So we raise money from major donors as well, but the major donor money that we raise primarily is used to pay for the political activity that we, that we hope to do, uh, but we do, and so we do need it. But but the basic ongoing operation of the party is, can be paid for out of these uh, uh, direct mail appeals. And uh, th- those things do have a cost, of course. You've got to pay up front to get the mail out, and so there are some timing issues with that. But fundamentally, the party is in a stable position financially, 
And I believe that by the end of the year, we'll have been a strong financial position to go into the election year. Now, the people who may, just one quick question about uh, party being stable financial. And I want to touch on the larger issue of the DFL gaslighting people into thinking that uh, these rumors of the Minnesota GOP's demise that they've been going. But the, 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 the person who maintains the DFL's Instagram account, he, technically he's a communications manager, but it's not really communications, it's selfie management, um, made great sport a couple weeks ago about the idea the Republican Party had 53 bucks in the bank. <laughs> I'm, I'm gathering that there's some other context to that little bond well, lot. We have to file reports every month, which we do. Yeah. And, uh, it's, uh, and we, we have not focused on making sure that we have uh, – uh, money in the checking account at the end of the month. Our our job as a party is we raise money right. and we spend money. That's right. what we're here to do, and and so we do that. Now we we always are in the black. We we aren't going in the red. Right. But but uh, it's kind of like uh, every individual. All of us have checking accounts. Uh, maybe you are a millionaire. Maybe you make uh, fifty thousand dollars a month, and and you spend all of it except for fifty bucks. To, what, is that an indication of anything? No. It's just what happened to be in the checking account at the end of the month. So that that's the reality of it. Uh, since that time, we've had two reports. The second of those is going to be made public here soon. Uh, we've got six figures in our checking account at this point, and uh, it, it's just it's just one of those things that happens, and it's not meaningful at all. Yeah, I didn't suspect. I, I the thing I like to convey to people, irrespective of who I'm talking with on the air, is if it comes from the DFL's selfie management office. <laughs> uh, to take it with a block of salt, like the big blocks of salt they used to have in grocery stores if right. you live in cattle country, that kind of that kind of block of salt. We're talking with Chair, former Senator Dave Hand, the Chairman of the Minnesota Republican Party. If you have questions or comments, give us a call at 651-289-4488. When we come back, I want to talk about the gaslighting, about the facts of politics in Minnesota, and a little bit about what parties are supposed to do, as well as appeal to people to pony up a few bucks to help out at MNGOP.com. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. There's a light shining in the dark, leading me on towards a change of heart. From South St. Paul to Southeast Asia, and Little Canada to regular-sized Canada, we're where you are. Listen anytime, anywhere at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you and without censorship from big tech. Become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's Pragertopia Unlimited. Listen to every radio show over the last 10 years, all commercial free. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free PragerTopia coffee mug. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. The greatest red carpet you'll ever walk is through your front door. We're Dr. Josh and Christy Straub, marriage and leadership coaches and hosts of the Famous at Home podcast. With a realistic, grace-filled look at the struggles families face today, we cover topics designed to help you become a rock star under your roof. Set healthy rhythms between work and home and build a rock-solid marriage. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search Famous at Home on your favorite podcast platform. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. 
We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Do you feel like your route to retirement is filled with detours and road construction? Pull over and tune into your clear path to retirement with Taylor Sundin and Corey Zafke. Taylor's a certified financial planner and Corey's a wealth advisor. And together they founded Clear Path Wealth Advisors. They'll help you see the bigger vision of what's possible and efficiently chart your course so you can enjoy your retirement journey. Tune in to Your Clear Path to Retirement every Sunday morning at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Thinking about climbing Pikes Peak? You can get this radio station there, too. TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Odyssey.com. We're always on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent radio through your smart speaker. Say, play the Patriot, Minneapolis. AM 1280. The Patriot. The Northern Alliance Radio Network. Which, by the way, is going on its 20th year of dominating all Twin Cities media. That is us. Uh, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. The number to call should you care to join us. Jack Tomzak, the new guy coming up in just a bit here after uh, yeah, 3 o'clock. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming up tomorrow from 1 to 3. Of course, our good friend King Banyan with us every Saturday morning on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Together, the four of us, along with the charter members from uh, long before us, Dominating all Twin Cities media and making it look so easy that they have to keep us to eight hours a week just to make it fair. So, I uh, want to donate to MNGOP. You're going to wait you because it truly does. All things in politics uh, revolve around money, so you're going to want to go to MNGOP.com. Yes, I am plugging this heavily, and we'll, we'll talk about why in a moment here. We're uh, talking with... Uh, Chairman Dave Han of the Minnesota Republican Party talking about some developments at the party level. Let's talk a little bit. I, I alluded to this earlier. The amount of gaslighting that the DFL is putting into spreading rumors of the GOP's demise. And, and I think it's important that, that, to recognize why they're doing this. I mean, they're trying to paint themselves as inevitable. Right. They're trying to paint this as a blue state, notwithstanding the fact that we have four congressional districts that are solid red and getting redder in several cases, uh, two districts that couldn't possibly get any bluer, and, and two that are wobbling around in the middle, and, and at least CD2, very much attainable here with a little bit of luck and a tailwind. So this could be a 5-3 state in, the, in Congress, which means... There's no reason we could not win at the statewide level, but there's uh, – so the rumors of the party's demise are greatly overstated. I think that's a fair place to start, right? I, I can't agree with you more, and certainly we've been out talking to donors and to our party uh, uh, faithful uh, in the last uh, six months since the election. And part of what I – mean, obviously, after an election that we went through, people are very disappointed. People yeah. are frustrated. People are unhappy. Going to a legislative session where the Democrats have the majorities, it's frustrating. People – it was a tough time. Yep. And perfectly understand that. But as I've been going around and, and meeting with people, I've, I've tried to get them to put this into perspective. And one of the things you mentioned is very, uh, very true. We – 30 years ago, 
We've had, we've had eight congressional districts for a long time. 30 years ago, two of those were Republican. Exactly. And in the last decade, we've had four very regularly, and it doesn't look like that's going to change anytime soon. And the top, I believe, the top-rated uh, pickup for Republicans nationally in Congress is Angie Craig and CD2. Yep. So it's very possible that we could end up with five out of the eight. You're right. Yep. Uh, when I got elected to the state Senate in 2002, Republicans hadn't been in the majority in the state Senate for over 40 years. Right. And then uh, in the last three of the last five elections, Republicans have won the majority in the state Senate. In the state House, Republicans have won the majority more consistently for a longer period of time. So the point is, and people should really internalize this, we are not a Democrat state. We're not a Republican state, granted, but we're not a Democrat state. We are very evenly divided. Now, that being said, we're not evenly divided geographically. Right. And that's the key. Uh, Waltz and his friends uh, got uh, 43% of their total vote, 43% of the total vote that elected that crew came from Hennepin and Ramsey County. Right. Almost half. And when you look back over the last, uh, at least the last three statewide elections, uh, 22, 2018, one was a presidential election, in Hennepin and Ramsey County, the Democrat candidates always win 70% of the vote versus Republicans win about 30. Right. So here's the point. If we do a little better in the Hennepin-Ramsey County area, if, it, if we can make it 60-40, we don't have to win a majority. If we get 60-40, we can win everything, yep. and we are close. And so part of the challenge for us as a party is to do the work that can help us focus on what does it take to win. And unfortunately, and it's a bad habit I think we've acquired, and I'm as much a part of it as anybody. I've been involved in the Republican Party for a long time. Uh, too often we tend to become internal focused instead of external focused. We have to be looking at what are the Democrats are doing, what is it going to take to be effective to win, and what do we have to do to build that majority that is needed. You cannot govern anywhere, and certainly not in Minnesota, but anywhere in this country. You cannot govern unless you build a majority, which means coalitions, which means having people that don't agree with you on 100% of everything but agree with you enough of the time that you can elect candidates who can become parts of majorities in the House and the Senate and the legislature, and you need a governor. And people need to remember this. The last time we had a governor and majorities in the House and the Senate was 1966. Wow. And the last time we had a statewide governor candidate win with a majority of vote was Arne Carlson in 1994. Tim Plenty was elected governor twice, but never with a majority. He had strong third-party uh, challengers both times he won. Yep. So this is a problem that is not new for the Republican Party. I would argue that our, our message has, has gotten very strong. Our message is very appealing. We get outspent, as you say, 14 to 1, and, we, and, and the Democrats barely win. We had two of our statewide candidates that came within a fraction of winning. Yeah. Uh, we, we lost the the Senate majority by 161 votes in one Senate district. And there are three or four House districts that were lost by a couple hundred votes. These things are all achievable for us if we can get ourselves focused on what the tasks are that we need to be successful. The state auditor and the attorney general's race were so close. It was painful how close they were. And if and if Keith Ellison and, and White Claw Blaha had not built a wall <laughs> of plutocrat cash around those offices, they would be Republicans in those offices today. Well, and, and there's no question that, that we need to have a stronger uh, base of support. So, yeah. So let's talk about that. There's a lot, you hear from a lot of loud 
well-connected uh, Republicans with megaphones uh, who are saying, oh, why would I donate any money to this party? I mean, what kind of results do we get? And, you know, the Republican Party's gone through some contortions in the last 10 years here. What's, what's the case for someone to, to pony up well, for the it, GOP? It, it, the, the fact is, uh, if you want to govern the state, you're going to be either a Republican or a Democrat. I mean, yeah. people talk about third parties and this and that and the marijuana party or whatever, but yeah. realistically— uh, you have to be a Republican or Democrat. And there are things in state law that say here's what the party structures have to be. And there are things that the MNGOP uh, is uh, privileged, if you will, by being treated in state law as a major party. So if you want to get on the ballot, if you want to yeah. be a Republican, you've got to go through the Republican Party process. The DFL just made it harder to get around that, by the way. They doubled the requirements to get on the ballot, which kind of tells you how committed well, to democracy they are. Well, I, th- I think uh, – uh, part of it may be, and it's something that I'm not entirely uh, in opposition to. I think I think parties need to be able to say, uh, "Here's who's going to represent us on a primary ballot." Right. It's not a it's not a, a obstacle to anybody running in a primary, but the party needs to be able to say, uh, "We should have some ability to say who's on our who represents our party." Yep. And I think those are things that that speak to how does a party self-organize. Yep. And I think we do have some challenges as a Republican Party that we need to address, frankly. Okay, so we got about 30 seconds left uh, here, and, and then we're at the top of the hour here, but things that you want people to know about the Republican Party as we head to this major period of reorganization that you're presiding over here, Dave Hand. Well, number one, uh, obviously we want uh, to encourage people to help us out financially. Uh, we, it's the brand, it's the mechanism by which uh, candidates get on the ballot. Uh, we need a strong party. There's a lot of other organizations out there doing great things, helping out the party cause. We've got a lot of candidates, campaigns in an election year. But none of that can be functionable unless we have a strong party organization. So we want to encourage people to to not uh, forget about the, the role that the MNGOP plays. Secondly, I want to encourage people to, at least the people within our party itself, uh, and people who may want to be the party. The party is run by people who show up, and we need to make sure we attract more people to become delegates, to become activists in our party and participate in this great exercise in uh, Republican democracy. MNGOP.com is the place to go if you want to help pony up and find out a little more. we got to do this again. Uh, Absolutely. Chairman Han, we we got a lot of questions about the party people have been asking. Thanks for joining us today. Glad to be here. Do this again soon. When we come back, Eric Lucero, Senator Lucero, Representative uh, Hudson joining us to talk about so much more. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. You want to feel important? You want to be a part of something bigger? Something that matters and can help change things? You want to feel like you belong? Well, we felt that way too. I'm First Lieutenant Brandon Beatinger from Champlin, Minnesota, and that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Minnesota Army National Guard soldiers. We are people just like you, and together we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit nationalguard.com forward slash MN to find out more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard, aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Are you searching for a comfortable and welcoming home for an older male relative or friend? Look no further than Deputat Board and Lodge. More than a traditional boarding house, Deputat Board and Lodge is a warm, peace-filled community of men living together in a beautiful historic home. They're well cared for with three square meals a day, laundry service, and staffing round the clock. Deputat Board and Lodge offers semi-private rooms. It's modern with Wi-Fi and state-of-the-art security systems. Plus, it's close to the bus line. Residents do need to be able to navigate stairs. The Deputat family has been running Deputat Board and Lodge for 53 years, and their average residence stays for 17 years. To find out if Deputat Board and Lodge is right for your ambulatory male relative or friend, go to deputatboardandlodge.com. 
That's D-E-P-U-T-A-T, Deputat, a traditional boarding house that offers a non-traditional change of pace. DeputatBoardAndLodge.com. Cable news. Noisy, out of touch, on repeat. Tired of all the lookalikes? So are we. Salem News Channel is here to change the game. Streaming 24-7, free on your TV, with the greatest collection of conservative voices. Home to Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wilkow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Like you, we say what's wrong and what's right. Unfiltered and unapologetic. Salem News Channel. We're the answer to the mainstream media. Learn more at snc.tv. When I found out I was pregnant, I panicked. I was afraid, feeling pressured. I didn't know what else to do. I was nine weeks along and didn't know there were other options. I didn't know the baby already had a beating heart. I didn't know there were couples waiting to adopt. I called the confidential hotline and learned the facts. I found an option that both my baby and I can live with. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking health and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.